Hello and welcome to Earth Calling. We're your hosts, Ed and Laszlo. Every week, we take you on a journey through the wonderful world of online content, sorting through the tweets, the memes, the Insta queens, the grams, the snaps, and the fake news traps. This is our record of humanity in the 21st century, our digital legacy left behind for future spacefaring civilizations. So sit back, relax, and buckle in. This is Earth Calling. Our focus this week is Instagram, the home of influence, extravagance, and pretty patterns drawn into cappuccino foam. We embarked on a mission to find content that might warrant inclusion in our time capsule, which actually... Ed, I've been thinking about recently, um, specifically security. How are we going to make it secure? Do we want to invest in some kind of CCTV? What's our base level security for this? Well, good question. Those listeners who haven't yet made their way to episode one do take a look because we we, we give an initial thought on this, but I, I suggested that we would bury this in a doomsday bunker in Svalbard, which by its very definition, being 150 feet below the surface of an ice tundra, um, is relatively secure. It's actually, you can look it up, it's, it's got a beautiful um, sort of steel and concrete uh, exterior. So, so I think that would be quite secure. Alternatively, Perhaps we could find somewhere in the middle of the American countryside and just bury it on a USB stick. That would be quite kind of postmodern. I like that. It kind of sounds like Mormonism and the origins of Mormonism. A bunch of people... <laughs> Isn't the story that they found this this book of Mormon buried in a field somewhere in Tennessee? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it was... Yeah, I think it was potentially Virginia, but um, they found these scriptures which weirdly seem to be written in kind of old English um and yeah that was the the revelations the book of mormon mormon i encourage you all to see the book of mormon musical thank you very much for sponsoring us this week book of mormon (laughs) musical (laughs) hello my name is elder price and i would like to share with you the most amazing book hello my name is elder scott (laughs) the book is good Uh, oh i forgot the line Imagine that your brain is made of tiny boxes, then find the box that's gay and crush it! <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What, what, yeah, but, um, for those who haven't seen the Book of Mormon, uh, just just watch it. Yes. But security-wise, yeah, I think that would suffice. But the issue with, with getting too secure is we do want the aliens to find it. So that's true. it has to be accessible, but not accessible to other humans i think we should now perhaps segue to the very purpose of this episode which is instagram so ed insta you you on it i am on insta and have been since 2014 four years after i joined facebook in fact so um a a slightly earlier adoption although by no means cutting edge and i have two posts to date on Instagram. One is of a pretty pretty French port where I used a, a filter to make the boats look more colourful. <laughs> uh, and the other is of some some cliffs, uh, again in France, which um, which Monet painted. And I thought that that was... These were posts from 2014. And I thought that was quite thought-provoking. Very nice. Um, <laughs> but I have subsequently become something of a lurker 
So I am instead just watching from the shadows. So I don't produce any content. I just watch, which is a bit voyeuristic. And I also find it weird how people know that I'm watching their stories. And there's there's people in there who I sort of follow from years ago. And they probably look at their stats and they're like, what is this guy Ed doing still like watching my you know, video of me with my family and my dog on the weekend. It's a bit... Why do you watch ugh. people's stories? Well, they just... they just, So some of them are good, but they just... It's genius. It's this sort of flow. It just shows you them. You can't... You can't sort of select, like, the order as you're clicking through. You just get... You just get fed them. It's like being, you know, force-fed um, content. This was actually pioneered by Snapchat, right? So the idea of a Snap yeah. story was yeah. endless flowing content from the same user. Facebook then copied that very cynically with Instagram. TikTok then overtook Instagram with even more mainline crack cocaine type content. Yeah. And then Instagram has now responded with Reels. So it's, it's an arms race. It's a global arms race for attention. But Laszlo then, so talk me through what you've come up with this week content wise what's going in the in the box yes so i had a very fruitful treasure hunt i made my way onto two separate instagram pages for the same ultimate goal which is people who overhear funny things in different cities and i thought it would be particularly interesting to take a city that is very close to my heart london where i grew up and a city which is basically the world's cultural capital or at least has been in the past new york florence oh <laughs> sorry yes no um beijing well recently <laughs> and so so basically i've got overheard in london and overheard in new york and i think what i'd like to show these future spacefaring civilizations and those sort of spotty green aliens who stumble into our bunker probably quite fatigued from their trip i want to show them how Americans and British people differ. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Exactly. Yogurt, yogurt, table, table. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with some quotes from The Overheard in New York. We'll start very simple. This is someone who was overheard on Clinton Hill. Uh, wait, New York. Clinton Hill. Boston, Boston, coffee. Okay, Clinton Hill. Hang on, why, why did you just say Boston? We're in New York. I was the way that I line up my New York accent is by doing a Boston accent, <laughs> and that lands me somewhere south of Massachusetts. And then you hop on the old Interstate ninety five and you head on down to New York. New York, yeah, yeah, cruise past, okay. cruise past Woodstock, down on south. Right. So this oh, person gosh. wrote. This person wrote. Hey. Wasn't I supposed to stop feeling anxious this week? <laughs> okay, so I love that one. So wasn't I supposed to stop feeling anxious this week is great because it it is a very New Yorker thing to have that, um, you know, that anxiety. Oppressive city. The, the Yeah, the, the sort of stereotypical um, North New York, maybe even a Jewish family, a very large Jewish uh, community in New York. And they, they even have a word for, for worrying, which is to kvetch. Um, and you can see that you know, maybe the mother is worried about the child. You know, young Avery, I thought you were going to get a 95 in your math homework, but you came home with a 92, and now I'm quetching. I'm quetching, I'm quetching just like your father did last week, and now the, <laughs> and now the carpet's all fucking dirty. Now get me a coffee, Avery. Paper cup, two sugars, and make it snappy. The cat quetched, the dog quetched. We've all been quetching, and then when they quetch, they eat it up again. 
Oh, is that is that quetching or retching? <laughs> yeah, the wretched quetching. Um, the next one goes as follows: If I talk to him and go out with him, then he's gonna fall in love with me, and I don't have the time or energy to deal with that right now. That is a very twenty first century sort of thing to hear. I think you know this girl probably has multiple dating apps. She's busy. She is a young urban professional, perhaps a yuppie, uh, and she doesn't have time for dating. Um, nor do a lot of men. And she's worried about some idiot from the meatpacker district getting hung up on her, and she ain't got time for him. I think the people I've spoken to in New York, it sounds like they, they date a lot. Yes. Um, and I mean, I mean a lot. Yes. You know, they'll have like multiple people on the go. Yeah, I, I think I can only echo what you said. I, I've heard about this New York dating culture and it does sound like people before any given week would be upset if they didn't ha- have at least two or three dates lined up after their incredibly taxing job in the evening before they go home to their ludicrously expensive small one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. I'm also aware that Americans are extremely confident and very forward. So I think it's quite common for a guy to just go up to a girl and be like, hey, how's it going? I think you're beautiful. Drink some time. Whereas... I'd love to. (laughs) Whereas in the UK, the only way to know that a boy might like you, but probably doesn't, is if he's actually ignoring you and being quite mean to you. Yes, the way we show affection is by hiding everything that could possibly make us vulnerable and just being a bit a bit cold the the uk way is to know somebody for a while not voice anything about how you really feel ideally try and set up some sort of slightly awkward social situation where you know you're with other people because otherwise it would be odd for you to be with them alone but you set up somewhere where there's a lot of alcohol you both then drink an alarming amount yes you both then reveal all of your feelings at three in the morning (laughs) wake up feeling a huge sense of regret and existential dread (laughs) yeah and then never see them again and if you do see them you then don't know whether they remember any of the conversation and nor do they about you um, so it's actually it's actually amazing how people get married in the UK. Think about it. Yeah, I, I I think that alcohol continues to play a key role in those relationships. Basically, those two people have just continued being drunk from the very first day they met to the day they got married to avoid any potential awkwardness. Here's an here's another one from our beloved Overheard in New York Instagram account. This one was in Borum Hill. Overheard by Ali, under slash Carl Tony. Ali Carl Tony. I thought I would do the, the New York accent before you on that occasion, because I knew you would step in to do it with an Italian-sounding surname. Well, who's Tony? And why is she trying to call him? Very nice. The Queen of England doesn't have a real job, right? Like, she's just an influencer for the whole country? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, Queen Lizzie. And Queen in Lizzie. some ways that is true. I mean, she she made use of the original social networks, which were garden parties. And the telegram. And the telegram. So she would send out a message to the president of the US, Dwight D. Eisenhower, for example, saying, How's it going, Dwight? Really great to see you at Buckingham Palace the other day. Here's the recipe for the scones, hashtag feeling blessed. 
And instead of likes, it was triangular cucumber sandwiches. Yeah, she she is a bit of an influencer. Yeah, yeah and, and I think actually this is a very nice bridge onto the Overheard in London Instagram account, which I think is interesting to examine by contrast with the Overheard in New York page, because it really does give you a bit of an insight into the British character. So here we go, a nice combination of our two cultures. This, this quote or Overheard excerpt features an American and an Englishman. The American says, I love your accent. And the Englishman says, Honestly, it's a burden. I can't even say great without sounding aggressively sarcastic. So, you know, I can, we, I think both people currently speaking on this podcast can relate to that. I've had this issue many times, actually, where I've tried to bestow genuine praise on somebody and they have thought that I was being ironic, sarcastic or, or taking the piss. And of course, you know, nine times out of ten, I am being ironic, sarcastic or, or taking the piss. But there is that 10% of occasions where I am trying to be quite genuine and to convey <laughs> some sense of emotion and it always goes wrong. It's like when you know, an English person will say, hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing to hear if you're awaiting feedback from your boss at work. Hmm, interesting. He might have, he might as well have just said, this is a pile of utter bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Interesting means throw that in the bin in most cases. But sometimes it does mean that's genuinely very interesting. The other issue that you can sometimes come across when interacting with English people is, you know, when people say, when people bump into each other and they go, oh yes, you know, let's let's go for a drink. We, oh, we must get a drink. You haven't seen someone for five years or something and you bump into them in the street and you both will say, oh gosh, how are you? No, excellent, really well. How are things? Yeah, not too bad, which is another English thing where you basically say, how are you five times before you actually get, get into talking about anything. And then you say, we must get a drink. And the other person says, yes, we must. And you both know you're never going to get a drink with this person. Never, but it would be so rude. It'd be so rude if you didn't at least suggest it. Exactly. But if you're, you know, there's a reason you haven't seen this person for five years, you don't want to go for a drink with them. Um, but th- but if you're American, um, or indeed, you know, Russian or, or Chinese or any manner of um, other nationalities, you might find that highly insulting and send a message saying, you know, we should go for that drink. Yeah. And then you'll get a response saying, oh, I'm actually a tiny bit busy on uh, on next Thursday. And then they'll say, well, how about Monday? And then you say, well, I'm a bit busy with work. And then they'll just absolutely screw you by saying, well, when are you free? And then that's game the dreaded, over. The dreaded when are you free? The dreaded when are you free? Because that's so open-ended. You can't just, you can't answer that being like, well, actually, I'm afraid every night for the next three months is booked up. But how about late December? Yeah, I actually don't know how to get out of the when are you free. I think you've just got to have big life commitments. So you <laughs> you say, just say, I'm, I'm not. I'm, yeah. No, you just say, I'm moving country. I'm having a baby. I'm, yes. You know, I'm, I'm becoming a, a priest. Here's another one that caught my eye. It goes, It was going well, but then he stopped texting back. How come? Well, I voted no on his Insta poll asking if he should start an account for his poodle. <laughs> Again, it's it's very apt. It's very current. Um, so they were, sorry, so just to get, to get the premise straight, she was texting this guy... And then he posted an Insta poll. By the way, like, what a strange, what a strange thing, the Insta poll. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know who replies to those. Like, I see them occasionally on these stories. But again, maybe that's because I'm just such a lurker that I'm just terrified of any social engagement. But by the way, quick, quick fun side note for our audience here. 
I actually did post an Insta poll the other day to my dishonor, and Edward, Ed was the only <laughs> person, Ed was the only person who answered no in a yes and no question, and I got around eight, 18 yeses, and then one no was actually from Ed, so all this crap about how he has no idea who answers Insta polls, not only does he answer them, he actually answers them as a contrarian, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've been chewed up and spit out <laughs> and booed off stage to quote Eminem. What a shambles. Um, look, Laszlo, I was just trying to throw you a bone because I know that you don't, you're not really familiar with social media. So I was like, oh, that's cute. He's done, you know, something. He's done a little poll. Maybe I'll throw him an, uh, an answer. But so this girl has basically been ghosted by a guy because she voted no on the poodle. And that's that's brilliant. It's so... It's a beautiful encapsulation of everything that we are trying to get our hands on with this Instagram discussion because you've got the social media, you've got the anxiety, the back and forth, the texting, you've got a poll which is sort of quite you know, self-obsessed, you know, assuming that all these people care about your particular question. Then you've got all these people who want to you know, show their own engagement and maybe they're fans of his, so they're then replying. And then you've got the fact that it's about a bloody poodle. So it's, it's, it's exactly. Perfect. I think the crux of this to me is the fact that someone and people do regularly start Instagram accounts for their dogs, which to me really epitomizes the absurdity of social media these days. Exactly. I think there's also a contrast to be drawn between those accounts that simply post photos of pets and those accounts which purport to be those pets. So some accounts will be, okay, here's my dog, like, He's cool. She's cool. She gets up to some fun stuff. Other accounts will be like, Hey, I'm Safi, the Border Terrier. Why don't you want to play with me today? And it's like, this is actually just insane. And they'll sort of spend time going, I enjoyed having my biscuits tonight. Mm, thanks, Mom. Seconds for me. Hope I don't put on too much weight. So the, the thing that I'm actually going to dispute here is your choice of voice for the Border Terrier because I'm very, <laughs> I'm very familiar with what a Border Terrier looks like and it definitely doesn't sound like that. A Border Terrier is t- quite a scruffy, a bit, you know, ragged dog and I think, I think a Border Terrier would be more like, all right, mate, look, it's, it's broccoli soup for dinner and that's the last I'll be hearing of that. The voice you did was kind of a, a, a Manhattan chihuahua. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like the carpet is so beautiful. You're quite right. I take that. What I don't take, however, is that the Border Terrier would sit down at a, at a bowl of broccoli soup. The Border Terrier is going to see that and go, well, am I a fucking vegan? <laughs> Give me my meaty, meaty chunks. So Ed, what have you got for me? Well, I decided to begin my search on Instagram by taking a look through the top accounts. So, you know, who out there actually has the most followers in the world? Um, Or as Jeremy Clarkson would say, in the world. Um, (laughs) Can can I guess? Can I guess who's got the most in the world? Yeah, sure. Who do you think? I think it's going to be Kendall Jenner. Mm -hmm. Or Kylie or Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow, okay, not bad to be fair. Um, so number one is a bit of a shock. Number one is actually at Instagram, which to oh, me that's is cheating. A, that's, that's cheating. Yeah. We all remember the days when the Facebook group for Facebook was the largest Facebook group, and I never bought yeah. that. Yeah, it's um, 
it's not cool that it's a bit like you know having a, a competition in your own house where you do a quiz or something and then ensure that you win it um but so instagram is is top and as as you said cristiano ronaldo is actually number two and then you've got your usual suspects, your Ariana Grandes, your Justin Bieber's, your Beyonce's, your Taylor Swift's. But there, there is a particular pattern in here which you hinted towards, which is the domination of a single family, a, yes. a unit. Um, and I was, I have to confess, extremely unfamiliar with the Kardashians and the Jenners, but they do in fact occupy a lot of the top 20. So you've got Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, um, Chloe, Chloe Kardashian. Kardashian. Yeah, yeah, I knew exactly. she'd be that, Chloe. And so I, you know, I hear a lot about this family and I just thought, right, let's get this down. Okay. So I, I actually looked up the family tree of the Jenner Kardashian dynasty. And oh, it's poor you. Oh, it's amazing. It's a bit like if you were to look at sort of Game of Thrones and try and map out the Lannisters or, or <laughs> any other great dynastic families. And I, hope, I hope there's less incest and murder. What, in the Lannisters? or In the Kardashians. Oh, right. <laughs> then um... the Lannisters. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I was struck by was, firstly, I didn't realise that there are two branches of, of a family. So Kris Jenner is the matriarch, and she was married to a guy called Robert Kardashian. And they had um, a bunch of children. And then Chris Jenner married Caitlyn Jenner, uh, who was previously uh, male, but now is uh, female. And they had a, a bunch of children as well. Um, one thing that struck me was that most of their names begin with K. So there's Courtney, there's Kim, there's Chloe. Is Courtney, is Courtney with a K? Yeah, Courtney Kardashian. Yeah, obviously. How else would it be spelled? With a Z. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, Zortney. Z- Zortney. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. No, I know. The K, the K is prevalent. Yeah, there's Zortney, Kim, Chloe, um, Kendall, Kylie. And um, what's also wonderful is that is they've now all, all had children. And many congratulations to them. Kim's obviously married to Kanye, another K. And their children are... Um, Northwest, Chicago West, St. West, and Psalm West. Chicago West just sounds like the bus terminal you really don't want to arrive at. Well, exactly. Where are you arriving to, kiddo? I'll pick you up. Oh, yeah, um, Chicago West, 11pm? Oh, yeah, I don't think I can do that. And that th- th- there was me thinking that Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow naming their child Apple was the biggest story of the noughties slash... 21st century but turns out not at all there is of course a great preference within many celebrity circles to choose off the wall names um but whilst we're discussing this there is a wonderful clip i don't know if you've seen it of katie hopkins who is yes. the social commentator um and right-wing uh opinionated uh, lady and she is on one of those morning shows have you you're, you're nodding have you seen I, this I, clip? I've, I've seen this clip yes oh it's so wonderful i'm just going to repeat it for the benefit of our listeners but essentially they're talking to her and she's a terrible snob and she's extremely rude and she's saying, oh, well, you know, there are certain names that I just don't like. So, you know, um, things from nature. So I don't like, you know, apple or, you know, calling your child something like banana. And then the presenter says, but hang on, isn't your daughter called Poppy? And then she says, yes, you know, <laughs> Poppy, Poppy. And then, Poppy. and then it's she a says, flower, Poppy. Okay, yeah, it's a flower. And it's like, right, yeah, but it's something natural. And then, and then she says, oh, or, you know, this penchant for geographic names. So, 
you know, Paris, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Paris, <laughs> Romeo. And then, <laughs> and then the presenter says, but Casey, you're, you have a daughter called India. And <laughs> she, uh, claim, she claims it's not named after the country, India. I yeah. think, I think. Oh, so good. That is amazing. But so there's this whole there's this whole world of of influencers out there, and I I tried to find out some of the archetypes, and I think that there are a couple. So you've got those people who post, you know, the the beauty stuff, um, the skincare brands. You've then got those who are more kind of lifestyle diety focused, and they'll post things about what smoothies they drink and what latest keto carb free diet they're on. You then have the motivational content creators who post some of the most cliched hackneyed but wonderful content there is out there and i'll just dive into some of the quotes that we will typically find on on these accounts let me know your thoughts on these it's not the number of breaths we take but the number of moments that take our breath away (laughs) just sounds like he's talking about scuba diving (laughs) (laughs) uh hello hello I've got the bands. Um, so uh, let me repeat that. It's not the number of breaths we take, but the number of moments that take our breath away. Yeah, that's 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 page one of you know scribble down a cliche in the back of the classroom and send it to your um, I don't know your your crush. Take my breath away. <laughs> That was that was that was something that vaguely represents the baseline for that song. But I mean more accurately for this for this particular influencer it should be it's not how many breaths you take, but the moments that take your breath away. Here's another great one. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why we call it the present. Oh, <laughs> Um, I think that you know there's there's very little that we can say about that one but um, yeah it's almost that 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 is you know I'm now I'm thinking that that is where you do the emoji eye roll that is how you respond to that in a a sort of 21st century manner you just go that no I mean I I think it's between the the eye roll and the face palm face palming Mm. being another classic case of emoji Mm. creating a a facial um gesture or maybe even the kind of you know the sort of gritted teeth gritted gritted teeth teeth, yeah i I never really know what the gritted teeth emoji means and actually you've sent me this by the way in messages in the past past, and i'm sitting there thinking is is ed is he affirming me is this good or is is he just a bit upset i don't can you explain to me why you use the gritted teeth emoji famously ambiguous um but no nor- normally i mean it not in in the sense of oh god that's tragic but more in the sense of oh mm, not sure about that a bit risky or you know you know so uh i left the oven on when i went out for dinner last night or oh i think brenda is sleeping with terry but she's actually going out with mark it's that kind of thing for okay. me when do you think sounds are going to be built into emojis? So you have a little, you have a little sound that happens. I guess that's a GIF, isn't it? No, no. Also, it's a GIF. Um, no, it's but, not. 
It is. It's a GIF. Nobody says GIF. Nobody says GIF. You sound like my uncle who has barely touched a laptop. What, your New Zealand uncle GIF? <laughs> the thing with the thing with Kiwis is you've got to kind of flitten the vowels a bit. So the Kiwi, if you come from uh, New Zealand, you're going to talk a little bit... Nah, it's not great, is it? The difference between New Zealand and, uh, and an Australian is uh, that the Aussie vowels are a lot longer. So you're going to be saying kind of like fish instead of fish. Well... Brit, look, Brit, you're late for the meeting. We started three minutes ago, Brit. That's more like that. A bit more like that, but I'm doing the like, which is so Australian-like. Like, you know, uh, Australian bread and butter, got it, right? Was born in Perth, Mm. moved to Sydney, big fucking opera house. You know, that's what they got. Oh, God, that's what they got. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, okay. We have another inspirational quote here and i feel like this one is the sort of thing that will be at the bottom of a photograph of a man who has just left the gym he's put in a serious workout and sesh, a sesh he's put in a big sesh and he's um just smashed a protein shake maybe even a akai bowl yes and and he's you know, he's gone with the following. It's acai, by the way. Is it? Asa- actually... Acai. 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 Like, like the beer, Asahi. Similar, <laughs> similar, different end result. So, so he's gone, hey guys, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update on my progress. So I've just smashed a 10k at the gym, followed by a couple of reps on the bench press. And I've had my Huel and my smoothie, and I'm just dialing into an Akai Berry blend. But I just wanted to remind everybody that today is Monday, so therefore we want to be shooting for the moon. Because if you shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you land among the stars. Hashtag YOLO. <laughs> right. Okay. So the 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 physics teacher and me just is is yeah. <laughs> is slightly confused. So what? If you shoot for the moon, if you shoot for the moon, even if you don't get there, you land among the stars. Well, actually, if you shoot for the moon, you're still gonna be nowhere near the stars. I'm afraid, mate. So Quite if you shoot right. for the moon, I'm... you might be lucky to, enough to. I don't know, stumble across a, a rogue little meteor, a tiny little meteorite, <laughs> but, you, but that certainly won't emanate the, the kind of radiation you want. Yeah, I mean, the sun is our nearest star, and that's, what, 90 million miles away? So shoot for that, miss. You're probably going to burn up in the atmosphere. Or, as you say, if you're lucky, you might land on a bit of space junk. It's lonely out in space. It's the life on Mars! I think oh. my I think my new tactic is going to be when you start singing a song, I I have to immediately think of one in that second and then override you. I packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Now that is an excellent song, and I could easily hop on board that. Zero hour, nine a.m. And I'm gonna, gonna be, be high, high as a kite by then. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you've had fun, please do hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. And do join us next week when the subject of our exploration will be LinkedIn. 
and that mysterious world of endorsements, connections, and those pesky school bullies who are now successful startup founders. See you next time. Earth out.